and welcome to a brand new season of the Richer by Value podcast. I'm your host, Shani Ray, here to welcome you to a brand new year, 2023. What the heck? Happy New Year, guys. And what a 2022 it was. (laughs) This year, I have decided to change my directions on a couple of things when it comes to social media and what I'm sharing in my platforms. So I'm super excited to reveal the content starting from this week, brand new week in January. So I'm very excited to be able to share with you what the new direction is that has included a change of Instagram account from Shani Ray to now Miss.Shani, double E at the end. So I'm super excited to exclusively just be sharing a lot of travel content from now on. I think that would be one thing that I would recommend as a goal for yourself to start off the year would be to make sure your social media platforms are nice and fresh and the accounts that you follow are super positive. I know people say it all the time, but I actually feel so uplifted just creating a new account, starting from scratch and building a new positive fun community. So I'm really looking forward to that and obviously sharing you, sharing with you what the content's going to be for this new year. That's also super exciting to me. So then I've been spending some time watching reels, of course, and I came across a lot more videos this year compared to last year of kind of people recapping and saying their farewells to 2022. And the one thing I noticed was more of a percentage of the videos that I came across were kind of more negative about 2022 like either they went through a really hard time they had some really tough challenges um things just (laughs) didn't go the way that they kind of planned for for the last year and there was a small portion that I found were saying like 2022 was their year um that was their time and I think (laughs) let me know what category you guys sit in did you have the best year ever or were you just not living loving and loving in 2022 because I definitely was on the no side I um had a lot of changes last year and uh, a lot of that came with um my jobs yes plural on jobs last year I actually was made redundant um twice out of two different positions and uh, a lot of trial and error in between all of that too so um that's what we're going to be getting into a little bit more this podcast is what happens when you're made redundant and what do you do next okay so to cut down a long story short I was starting a new position I actually got to work with one of my very best friends and that was super exciting for us. We were even carpooling, lunch dates, super fun. Um, We were separate during our actual work time. We were in separate rooms, so we were never, you know, mucking around or affected during our work time together. So we actually really appreciated that we didn't work side by side um, to give our co-workers some space between us, obviously knowing that we had quite a close connection and um, being able to continue our job as as normal and as professional as we would anywhere else. So that was a really fun job. I was getting super excited to do all the things that I wanted to do um, for that role. And then about three weeks into the position, um, 
the position that I did have was a bit of a coordination role and I did have access to see the accounts um, in coming and outgoing and I am pretty savvy. I wouldn't say that I'm an, a silly gal. I definitely am switched on to things, especially in business. So when I saw some of the revenue exchanges, it definitely wasn't meeting the market of the price point that we needed to actually produce revenue. This business was also quite a new business, so it was still finding its feet and still creating those relationships with um, local businesses, the community it was in, as well as sponsors and, and all the things. So basically, I had a hinkling and I started saying to my co-workers, you know, if this ever happens, like I might think about doing this instead. Anyway, literally a week later, after I had said that I don't think the business is going too well, uh, I was... I got a message, I think. I'm trying to remember how it played out exactly. I think I got a message from my manager and she said, staff meeting, um, please meet at this time, knock before entering. I was like, okay. It was a little bit <laughs> strange, but anyway, I went for it. So I uh, went down to the room and um, the HR lady is sitting there with my manager and it was not a staff meeting. It was just, it was just a me meeting. <laughs> um, I was not the only one that this happened to either. Um, but anyway, went into the meeting and I was a little, I guess I was slightly intimidated, but I was definitely not caught off guard and I definitely wasn't not expecting it. So when I had gone in, I had actually said to them, I was like, yeah, this doesn't really surprise me or shock me. I think that they looked more shocked that I was not surprised and I think that I had prepared myself mentally about this so I think they were a bit more surprised about my reaction than um, them actually delivering the news to me. So I had said yeah I've kind of seen that the revenue we're making is not really covering the um, expenses of the business and they said we could offer you a part-time position it would be like two days a week and it would be for less than a quarter of the wage that I was originally on so it just was not uh, an offer I wanted to accept at all so anyway I did have another two weeks left after that point of the redundancy letter but I never finished the two-week notice um, things got very <sighs> I want to tell the story but I just don't think I should publicly. The people who were there know what happened and uh, it was not nice. It turned very nasty, I will say. And um, I just came in one morning and packed all my stuff and left without saying a word. And obviously my friend helped me pack my things and leave. <laughs> um, and they still accepted that decision that I made. And um, I still got my last pay out of and a good reflection of that business, I can say now that uh, most of the people I worked with are no longer there, uh, including other floor staff who also left after I left. And um, everyone was also experiencing the same mistreatment and um, many people left without fulfilling their notice. So uh, I was not the only one. And I suppose I'd share this story because what do you do when you get made redundant? Well, 
it can vary depending on your situation. You might have a really good relationship and the staff around you and HR might be super supportive and they want the best for you. They may offer you another position that's available for you to slide into, whether it's temporary or not. Depends on your situation again. In my case, I had full intentions to complete my two weeks, um, but I'm just also a person who really values job satisfaction and enjoying my environment. And um, unfortunately, I just really don't care if I have to leave a position because of management. And especially, I do not have that boundary that if someone's your manager that you have to do and listen to everything they say, because I find if it's um, condoning behavior that's derogatory, belittling, plain rude. Uh, I just won't accept that kind of behavior from anybody <laughs> in a work environment. So for me, it was just, I, I am not going to continue here. Um, the other position that uh, no longer had work for me as well, that was a bit more pleasant. I did complete my two weeks. I had a beautiful farewell with my colleagues and um, sadly left my office. So it just varies um, depending on your situation. What can you do? Um, look, you can check, check with Fair Work. I know a lot of people um, talk about Fair Work in Australia. Um, I believe it may vary state to state depending on different policies. But in Queensland, where I'm from, um, you can call Fair Work and just make sure, you know, all your T's are crossed, all your I's are dotted, make sure you're getting the right amount of pay. Um, depending on how long you've been at this uh, position for, you have to check your redundancy packages. Sometimes you will get paid out. For my redundancy, I was only employed for four weeks. So I just got my final working hour pay and any annual leave I accrued. Also remember that you do get sick leave if you're full-time as well. So you don't get that paid out to you if you ever get made redundant. Um, a good thing to do or an idea to do, I suppose, um, would be to try and use that sick leave before you go as a way of giving yourself a break to transition from being made redundant to potentially a new position or starting to find what you're going to do as a new position. Um, financially as well, um, obviously taking that time off to get your sick leave and then you get your annual leave paid out to you. You could go to the doctor and file for stress leave um, to take that sick leave as well with a medical certificate. Um, just a little sneaky top tip. <laughs> um, all my trade secrets. Uh, otherwise, um, financially in Australia as well, we do have Centrelink. I'm not sure what the financial aid is in other countries. I know there is one in Canada, but I can't quite remember what it's called. And I'm sure there's requirements you have to meet for it. But anyway, Queensland, Australia, again, where I'm from, um, they, you can actually apply for, um, you can apply for Job Seeker that will support you financially while assisting you to find a job and they can partner you up with other companies who are in contact with um, job openings and things like that. So they will help you study. They will help you get work. Um, you'll get financial aid whilst you're planning. I do believe there's also COVID affected um, circumstances. So if your redundancy is due to COVID affections or anything like that around that topic, 
I do believe that you can apply for that. But if you go onto the Queensland government website or you go onto Centrelink website, you can read through all the requirements on what to do there. So if you're in a little bit of panic that you've been made redundant and have no financial support coming in, that is also an option as well as you can pick up a casual job. So this is what I did. I went to work in a cafe for a little bit just near my place, somewhere I could walk to even to save off um, petrol costs. So I worked casually there for a little while. Um, I guess a little bit of an update would be that I was really trying to pursue um, a fitness career previously. I really wanted to work on health and fitness, group fitness. I really wanted to do my Pilates certificate. And um, I just, uh, I have to admit sometimes that everything is not perfect. And I guess, I suppose I see this as a little bit of a failure in my eyes because I wasn't able to make it work for me. But I guess that's what I love sharing most on my platforms and social media and talking is that not everything is perfect. Not everything is going to go the way you want it to. And uh, yeah, it's very hard to just let go of that control sometimes and just surrender and be like, all right, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> I guess this is how it's going to be. So even though I really, really wanted to do health and fitness, I just don't find the working hours to suit my lifestyle. I just don't find the work environments to be like what they used to. Health and fitness space has changed dramatically and I just don't vibe it anymore. I don't love it. I do, however, still have my group certificate um, certification. So I may still do some health and mindfulness things in the future, but I'm definitely not going to be focusing on it the way that I was. And I tried to make it work for two years. <laughs> and I think that it's time to just say it's just not a good fit. And I think that I do actually believe that people are kind of born with like a talent or a particular thing that they're supposed to be. I think as an example, not a stereotype, but sometimes you just look at somebody and you think, oh my God, I just know you're a teacher or I just can tell you work with kids or you would be great as a makeup artist just because people have like a talent and something special about them. And I guess that I've been trying to find mine um, since leaving the childcare industry because working with little people anymore I just do not have the patience for it and a lot of people have moved from the childcare space recently that used to work there and are now doing other things because childcare has changed so much as well and all of these businesses are so different to even just pre-COVID and I know that we can't always use that as an excuse but it's been a pretty dramatic changes in the last few years and you can definitely feel the effectiveness of all of that so wherever you may be going into this year I really hope that you have job satisfaction and I hope that you can achieve all your financial goals job goals promotions even just getting a job is amazing for you too so if you have any questions please find me on instagram is dot shani ray double e at the end and otherwise guys I'll see you in the next episode Talk to you then.